0: are building USPA on three legs. Our three legs are exploitation, it includes the service provision, it includes the operations, but really making the machines run, security and the importance of security accreditation, security operations and market and downstream to make sure that the systems are used.
1: Hey Space Watchers. this is Space Café Radio, your channel about trends, great people and awesome conferences. And I'm Thorsten, publisher of SpaceWatch.global. At the end of the second day of the EU Space Week in October 2022 in Prague, I spoke with Rodrigo da Costa, the executive director of the European Union Agency for the space program We talked outside the venue in the afternoon sun of Prague, that's why you hear some atmosphere in the background. We spoke about the user consultation, the growth of the agency that come with the new tasks, about the cooperations with Brussels and ESA and about the core of the agency's work. Enjoy our conversation. Thank you very much for giving me your time at the second day of the EU Space Week here in Prague. So what is your impression from the first two days?
0: I have a very positive impression of these first two days of the EU Space Week. Indeed, an on-site event, also with online participation, but a very large number of participants. And this really demonstrates, well, not only the willingness of people to get together after such a long time without this type of uh, face-to-face interaction, but also the interest of uh, listening and contributing to the evolution of uh, of the EU Space Programme. Also, a lot of users, people from different user segments. Yesterday, we had seven, seven different user segment groups working together on the new requirements and the wishes and the willingness to evolve the program. Today, key decision makers, so really a lot going on this today.
1: You mentioned the users, the user consultation, and that was something what impressed me. And I have to say, I wasn't aware of that you're really asking the users about their need. And then now in this seven segments, already seven markets, you're addressing and I know that it's growing then to 17 more. It's very interesting. What are the results coming out of that?
0: Indeed, for us, the users are very important. I've mentioned it today in one of my earlier interventions. We must change the way we look at space and we must look at space in a different way. And the new way to look at space is to put the users in the center. And this is really the true belief of the Youth Space Programme is also our true belief at the Youth Agency for the Space Programme. And these are not just words because we have done yesterday our fourth user consultation platform. It all started back in Madrid in 2017. Then in 2018, we were in Marseille. 2020, we were supposed to go to Berlin, but due to the COVID, we had to do it online. And we are here today in Prague. And these requirements that we have been gathering along the time, they have already made a difference. So I'm going to give you two very concrete examples. Today, we are working, we are testing the new service of Galileo, the navigation message authentication. Does this service come by chance? Is this service a nice to have? No, it is not. It is not, and it's a service that has been early on clearly identified by particular users, for example, in road transport, when we look at autonomous driving, but also when we look at the digital techograph of truck drivers and the the, the transport sector. And these were requirements that were set early on, and today we are bringing the material results of it on the table. The ambition is very clear. The ambition is to evolve the program. Galileo, Agnos, Copernicus will continue to evolve. Even if today with Galileo, we are talking about top-notch performance, the best performance of all GNSS systems. With Copernicus, we are generating many terabytes of data per day for free, free usage everywhere around the world. But we are not sleeping on our laurels. Uh, we want to continue develop. We want to continue evolving. And in order to do that, we need to target this development to something that people need to something that users need. And this is exactly the reason why we are doing this type of events.
1: Really, I'm uh, taking my hat off for this initiative to actually, as an institution, ask your user, what is not very common, really, our respect for doing it, We also have seen the Deputy Prime Minister of the Czech Republic and the Mayor of Prague opening the event. What does it mean for you? For us, it's
0: very important. And the opening ceremony was very important important because it really put the highlight of how focused are the institutions in in ensuring the youth space program now, but also for the future. We had the intervention of the Vice Prime Minister Bartosz uh, from the Czech Republic in representation not only of the Czech Republic, but of the presidency of the EU Council That's this semester, is held by the Czech Republic. We had as well the intervention of Commissioner Breton in charge of, uh, among others, the space domain and the space portfolio. And we had the intervention of the chairman of the ITRE committee of the European Parliament, Mr. Bouchoy, who also on the side of the Parliament is following all the matters related to the space programme. In addition to that, it was uh, indeed a pleasure even on top to have the mayor of Prague. Our uh, headquarters are in Prague in the Czech Republic. We have an excellent relationship with our hosting city. So if you want, it was in the end was gold over blue. It was a fantastic event with all the key actors there. A very happy family.
1: Tell us about the changing role of USPAR. One and a half years ago, when you renamed the GNSS agency into USPAR, it came with a new package of roles, and we had our Space Café on that going into the details. But by 24th of February this year, I think another burden came on top of your shoulders in terms of security, in terms of monitoring everything what is around that. So how can you cope with this changed role and, of course, with the growth at the end?
0: Absolutely. The first point is indeed, one and a half years ago, when we changed, when we evolved from GSA to USPA, uh, as you rightly said, it was more than just a name change. We did change our name. We did continue with the activities that we were doing before on navigation, but we took more activities on navigation, so on Galileo and Negnos, new activities on Copernicus, on the commercial utilisation of Copernicus, new activities on Govsatcom and we are very happy, uh, following a decision of the Commission for next year, from the middle of next year, to take also the front desk of space surveillance and tracking. So new activities coming to USPA, this is positive. We are in a growth phase and we are and we have already adapted our internal structure, our organizational processes, etc. In order to not only be able of delivering on this change, but for us what is very important is to achieve the synergies between the programs so that we don't do everything anew. When we work on Copernicus, we do not reinvent the wheel, but really we use the technologies and the methods and the approaches that we have used in the past in order to cover as well the other areas. Then indeed, 24th of February, the unjustified Russian invasion of Ukraine. This is something that is a landscape changing event. There, let me highlight two factors. The first thing is something that we started to do quite quickly after the 24th of February, which was to think, now, how can EU space, how can the EU space program help support in such a humanitarian crisis, in such a difficult situation? What did we do there? We came up with the idea, we know that there are NGOs on the field, people that are trying to help, families moving, people running away on the one hand, and on the other hand we have this very dynamic tissue of innovators and entrepreneurs that want to develop things and want to have ideas. So what we did was to create a forum, we called it EU Space for Ukraine, where we bring together or we brought together NGOs on the one hand, people that are on the field in Ukraine helping the citizens, And on the other hand, innovators, entrepreneurs to see where is the match. And there were matches. And this is very good. There are a number of applications in development and in preparation that will indeed bring concrete benefits in this humanitarian catastrophic situation. But that also may have spillovers for other types of humanitarian support. So I think this is very strong, very powerful. In addition to that, obviously, there is another angle that is with this situation, the evolution of the geopolitical situation in the world, clearly the angle of security becomes much more important. And when it comes to the angle of security for us, we do have a fundamental rule in security on what concerns the space program. We host in our organization the Security Accreditation Board, composed of member states, the European Commission. This is the authority responsible for the quality stamp of security on the program, making sure that the systems are secure. We have our security monitoring center capability. Today, we are using it for Galileo. We are discussing with the institutions why not to extend it Mm -hmm. to other elements of the program, but really making sure that continuously there is a monitoring of the security of the EU space systems.
1: How many people do you have or does the agency have today?
0: Today we are around 250 we are growing by the month so obviously we have more people working in our premises because we integrate and we work very close with industry and we have indeed colleagues from industry that are working in our premises and we will continue to grow there is a good growth perspective also for the rest of this year and for next year where we will be slightly above the 300 staff plus of course the people that are working in our site so also the power of the agencies is growing is developing we are hiring a of course, highly qualified professionals from many different sectors, because to work in the space program, we need people from many different sectors.
1: That sounds super exciting. And I mean, Prague is also a nice city to live and work, I guess. I learned in one of your talks about the joint office in Brussels right now. That sounds to me at least very new. Maybe I didn't read memo. But tell me, how new is it and what is it about?
0: At the time when we signed and agreed the Financial Framework Partnership Agreement, the well-known FFPA, which has been signed in June last year, 2021, by USP, of course, but with the European Commission and with the European Space Agency, there were a lot of fundamental elements and in particular the interaction and the roles and responsibilities of all the actors that through that document, also through the space regulation, became clear as water. And in order, let's say, to enhance the collaboration and the complementarity between the three key actors, we decided at the time, again, USPA together with the Commission and with ISA, to create a joint office. joint office that is established and based uh, in Brussels. It contains the staff of USPA, staff of the Commission, working for the Commission, helping, indeed, if you want to oil the machine to ensure that there is a good exchange of information on development activities, deployment activities, operation activities, to make sure things like the schedules and the activities are always well coordinated between the parties now this joint office does not eliminate any of the responsibilities of the party so each one has its responsibility very clear in the agreement this joint office is there to make the machine run i have to say one year after we formed it because now in autumn we will have the one year anniversary the lessons learned so far are actually very good my people in brussels are extremely excited to work for the joint office i believe also for the other
1: institutions so very happy about that that sounds great. And with the growth that is coming, you said you will be the front office for EUST, EST, potentially also having some responsibility with the secure connectivity. That will be a huge organization then.
0: We will indeed take on board, and this is already defined, SST front desk from next year onward. When it comes to secure connectivity, there is a legislative proposal of the Commission. Now within the discussion, of course, and soon I expect there will be the trial between the Commission, Parliament and the Council. If there is, uh, in the end, a convergence, we will be ready to implement what we have to implement. There is something very important that I want to mention, which is we are building USPA. And we are building USPA on three legs. And our three legs are exploitation, it includes the service provision, it includes the operations, but really making the machines run. Security, and I've mentioned before uh, the importance of security accreditation, security operations, and market and downstream to make sure that the systems are used. But as you saw also today, to make sure that after the systems are used, we can take the feedback and we can take the requirements back to the development through things such as the user consultation platform. These are our three pillars. When I look at the initiative of the Commission, the legislative initiative of the Commission, the tasks assigned to USPA in the domain of secure connectivity are exactly about this. It is about users, it's about governmental service provision, it's about security, it's about exploitation. So I think we enter again into the core competencies of USPA, the three that I mentioned that we started long time ago to develop them as the GSA and now we want to expand them to the space program and continue to use them of course in complementarity to what the commission is doing complementarity to what the european space agency is doing
1: Rodrigo, thank you very much for your very valuable time. Your team is waving here and making funny movements. I think they signal that we should come to an end here. And so we do. Thank you very much, and we will talk about the space economy the next time. So that gives me the opportunity to talk to you again. Thank you very much and have a wonderful evening.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
1: What an interesting talk. One day after I recorded the conversation with Rodrigo, I spoke with Philippe Bertrand the chair of the important Security Accreditation Board, SAB, that was mentioned earlier. Stay tuned for another episode from Prague. And if you want to stay on the pulse of the space industry, please visit our website at www.spacewatch.global and subscribe to our newsletters. And of course, don't forget to become a Space Watcher. I'm Thorsten Greening, publisher at spacewatch.global, your independent perspective on space.